this is episode number 33 of the Raising Mums podcast. Welcome to Raising Mums, a live weekly broadcast streaming on Facebook and Instagram that inspires mums to live with purpose and intention, to raise their children mindfully and empowers mothers everywhere to own their lives and thrive doing it. You feel like you're not giving your children enough time. You feel like you can't fit everything in in the day. You feel like you can't manage it all and you're guilty and you're worried and you're stressed. Today I want to talk about how to homeschool when you just don't have enough time. I'm really excited to talk to you about this today. Um, it's a topic that I can understand. You know, I've got four kids and I often feel like I just don't have enough time. Um, so what, I want to dive into that today. And this could go a whole number of different directions. But the way I'm going to take this is hacks, educational time hacks, if you like. Um, we could go down the time management route. We could go down a lot of different rabbit holes. But I really want to focus on the learning aspect here. Welcome, salam, everybody who's hopping on. Great to see you all. Um, so if you're new here, uh, my name's Gemma. I am the host of the Raising Mums podcast. I uh, have an award-winning blog called Our Muslim Homeschool, and I created an online homeschooling course called Launch Your Homeschool. Uh, and this episode of the Raising Mums podcast is being brought to you by Mirage Stories app. Now, that's an Islamic app for Muslim children aged four to nine years old, and it's got lots of Islamic audiobooks, audio stories, picture books, games, and all manner of things. And I have recommended this app specifically many times, for many years, in fact. Many of you have emailed me and asked me for recommendations for Islamic audiobooks, for games, for an app. And I always recommend for that age group, four to nine, Mirage Stories. Um, the quality of what you get with that app really doesn't compare to to elsewhere. It's exceptional. So you get picture books from the likes of Sarah Khan. You get poetry from Dawood Warrensby. You get, um, oh, the picture books, the, the, not the picture books, the audio books from Mariam Sinclair, um, Tafsir from Sheikh Salim, um, and a whole lot of other wonderful things. Zane Bicker's song books as well are on there. It's halal, it's ad-free, thank goodness, alhamdulillah, it's approved by scholars. Um, and you, you all my viewers, all my followers, get 25% off. They very kindly reached out to me the other day and offered you guys 25% off, plus a free trial. So if you use the link ourmuslimhomeschool.com forward slash mirage, you can sign up for a seven-day free trial. And then if you decide to sign up for it at the end of that, you get 25% off, which is awesome. So that's ourmuslimhomeschool.com forward slash mirage, M-I-R-A-J. So we're gonna be talking about how to homeschool when you feel like you just don't have enough time. Um, so how to homeschool when you feel like you just don't have enough time. So the way that I want to look at this is, many of you who feel that way, that you just don't have enough time, it's because you're approaching homeschooling and you're approaching learning in a very specific way. I, you know, I've got four kids and I feel like, like that sometimes. And usually what that has come down to is that I expect my homeschool to look a specific way. I sometimes slip into that trap that homeschooling should look like, that learning should look like all the children gathered around a table with their books, quietly or silently,
preferably learning with you know writing reading doing something like that if that is happening then we're homeschooling and we're doing it well but that's just not true and many of you know that intellectually but we forget i want to give you some suggestions here your homeschooling lessons quote unquote your children's learning doesn't have to be long it can be short so do do as much as you can in the small pockets of time that you have so if i said to you you know you're driving in the car and you put the quran on is learning happening then of course it is or you've put poetry on or something like that learning is happening then what about you put some toast in the toaster and while that's toasting you go through your two times table with your child is learning happening then of course it's happening what about if you read a page from a history book uh, while the kettle's boiling is learning happening then of course it's these small pockets of time that have so much potential that we really don't utilize there's so much power and potential in those small pockets of time especially if used consistently in fact the charlotte mason philosophy a big aspect of that is having very short lessons she says that lessons are short seldom more than 20 minutes for children under 8 and that really is the upper end she talks about how handwriting or copy work should be about 5 minutes for that age um reading 10 minutes and to up to 20 minutes for that age because short lessons they train a child to focus they train a child to concentrate the habit of attention she calls it and that is a skill far far more valuable than any you know worksheet or something that you can put in front of a child so short lessons are the key and utilizing those small pockets of time um the next thing i want you to think about is that your the learning doesn't have to involve you we think that your you know homeschool lesson is happening um that your child is learning something when you're involved when you're interacting with them when you're sitting next to them reading a book together or you're standing in front of them take teaching them something but learning can happen without you so for example if your eldest child helps your youngest child with their reading would you say that learning wasn't happening of course it's happening what about if your kids go off into the garden hunting for bugs under the logs and under the under the leaves they go out there with their book looking for different kinds of bugs while you stay in the kitchen uh, doing whatever it is you need to do in the kitchen is learning happening of course it's happening so learning doesn't have to involve you um so and how can we do that how can we actually utilize that in a practical way so make the use of technology i already spoke about mirage stories app that's an example of that using audiobooks like audible or mirage stories using online um resources documentaries the bbc have in my opinion the best documentaries that you can get on on the tv making use of that um tutors online classes some particularly new homeschoolers have this uh reluctance to involve outside help that somehow it means that they're not really true homeschoolers if they involve a tutor um if they're not doing it themselves and that's madness that's madness of course you can get outside help most of us do whether that's classes online or getting tutors to help um, and if you're in a country where you're not on lockdown like we are then you can get friends to help you or your children can actually go to these classes and like we talked about before getting older siblings to help um 
Now, learning doesn't, okay, so again, we go back to this idea of all the children sitting around the table, right? And we're all, all the kids are sitting there silently with their books, reading and writing, and you're going around there helping them. This is our ideal vision of what homeschooling looks like. Maybe they're all doing maths, maybe they're all doing, um, I don't know, spelling or something like that. Actually, you do not need to compartmentalize learning. What does that mean? You can combine subjects. So at school, we had a geography lesson, we had a science lesson, we had an English lesson, and they were all separate. When you're home, you can combine them. So what does that look like? How do you combine subjects? So at the moment in our homeschool, we're reading Call of the Wild by Jack London. Um, and it's a book that's set in North America, in like the glaciers and the snow, and it's got huskies and all of that. So we incorporate all those things, all the different subjects into that. So what does that mean? So I will read a chapter from the book, or I'll read a few pages from the book, usually not a whole chapter. That's their literature. Then they'll narrate back to me, that's their English, right? So we've, we've read a chapter aloud. Then we'll grasp onto something that we've read about in that chapter. So it might be the snow. And so the children will then go off down a rabbit hole and look at, learn more about snow and the weather, or they'll be interested in the huskies and the dogs and working dogs. And so they'll go and research that online or in the books that we already have at home. Maybe I'll notice there's a sentence in that book that stands out to me that has particularly nice vocabulary or some interesting grammar that we might have learned about. So we'll write that one sentence out and we'll break it down and we'll ask, I'll ask the children to have a look at that particular punctuation or the grammar that's used. Um, or we might look at the history that's involved in that story. All manner of things. Now, I'm not talking about making more work for yourself and creating unit studies or anything like that. What I'm talking about is using what you already have to expand on what you're already doing. So use what you already have in your home, what's already accessible to you, to expand on what you're already doing. Don't add more, don't buy in more, it's not necessary. And in today's day and age, you have so much online. So, you know, if we're reading a book, we're reading a Call, Call of the Wild, we might pull off the atlas off the shelf and look up where the story is taking place and learn the geography of that area. If you don't have an atlas, there's Google Maps, which is so fascinating to children. So there's so many ways that you can expand on what you're already doing. Um, and if you're not sure what that would look like in your situation, I'm happy to help you. You know, pop it in the comments now, like if you're reading a specific book or you're doing something right now with your kids and you want some suggestions on how you can expand that, inshallah, I will try um, and make some suggestions for you. So what, when it comes down to, you know, how do I, if you feel like you're not doing enough with your children, you don't have enough time, really what it comes down to is breaking away from these preconceived ideas of what learning looks like. It doesn't have to take a long time. Lessons can be short and you can make the most of these small pockets of time that you have throughout the day. It doesn't have to involve you. You can make use of technology, of tutors, of siblings, of friends. And um, you don't need to compartmentalize learning. You can combine subjects together to make the most of those lessons and those individual, uh, and, and of those lessons you have together. Right. So let's go through the comments, let's have a look at questions. Um, and yeah, like I said, I'm happy to, to help and advise in specific situations if, if I can. Welcome, Salam Lubna. 
Okay, I think we're good here. Oh, Humera, mashallah. Hope you're well. Okay, let's have a look on Instagram, what's going on. Yeah, so Islam for Gems has said she combines subject and it's the best because they learn so much. Alhamdulillah. Welcome, Salam. Okay. Awesome, we've got lots of great people in here, mashallah. Okay, I can't scroll through them all, I'm gonna lose you. Okay, if you have a question, feel free to pop it in that question box um, at the bottom. Right, um, Huda has asked, how many times a year does the LEA contact you? The LEA never contacts me. Um, in this specific area where I live, they don't. Um, so for those of you who are not in the UK, LEA is the local education authority. Um, and here in the UK, you do not um, need to provide any kind of proof that you're homeschooling. You don't have to follow a specific curriculum. We have complete freedom at this time. Um, and each part of the country really has their own way of handling things. And where we are, I'm not contacted at all. Um, and I think they will only contact you if your child has been in school previously. Um, and even then, it's very rare. So for us, they don't contact us at all. Um, so Zaki has asked, can you advise for a child who's seven with speech and language issues? You know, I don't know, Zaki, that's really out of my um, realm of, of expertise. There is somebody on Instagram, Ronnie, Multicultural Motherhood. Multicultural Motherhood, I think. Um, if, you, if you look her up on Instagram, she's a speech therapist and she homeschools, so inshallah she'll be able to help you. Welcome, Salam Shabnan. Okay, any questions on Facebook? Um, yes, Lubna, inshallah I will save this video and it will be uploaded. Okay, so what we're gonna do, just before I wrap up, um, I will be back again next week, inshallah on Sunday. Probably not the same time, but I will let you know my stories, what time I'll be on live, and we'll be talking about something similar about homeschooling, something that I really think is relevant to you. I'm gonna look through all those. I, I asked um, you guys on my email list to tell me what your biggest struggles were um, and what you were struggling with in your homeschool. And so I'm gonna try and base these live sessions around those. Um, so, oh, we have some questions coming in. Welcome, Salam, Mrs. Ellis. Do, do your kids ask to go to school, regular or traditional school? No, they, they've never asked. Um, not yet. <laughs> Honestly, not yet. Um, I think if, it, if they did right now, I probably would listen to why they wanted to go to school and try to address that in my home school. But if they were older, then I might consider it if they really wanted it. But right now, the age they're at, they don't even know what school is. They wouldn't know what they were asking for. Um, so yeah, no, they've not asked yet, alhamdulillah. <laughs> um, is it, so um, Shima has asked, is it advisable to homeschool with our curriculum and make sure the kids are abreast with the regular school curriculum too? Uh, I think it depends if you, it depends why. So why are you considering, why do you want your children to follow the, the mainstream school curriculum too? Are you considering putting them into school soon? Um, or is it just in case? If it's just in case, I don't think that's advisable because you'll lose so much of the fun and enjoyment um, and the magic of homeschooling if you, if you worry about these things. Um, there's so much freedom that comes with homeschooling and you'll lose some of that joy. But if you do think in the next year or so that your children might be going to school, then it is worth doing. Yeah, I would, I would say so. 
Okay, I'm going to wrap it up here. Don't forget that you get that 25% discount from the Mirage Stories app. Um, the Islamic app for Muslim children aged four to nine. So if you're looking for audiobooks that are Islamic, that are halal, that don't have ads, if you're looking for games and uh, a nice alternative to mainstream entertainment, then have a look at that app, Mirage Stories, and you will get 25% off if you use the link ourmuslimhomeschool.com forward slash Mirage, M-I-R-A-J. Um, so thank you guys for all hopping on live. It's nice to see you all here. And um, I'll see you next Sunday, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum.